A world premiere. Eight singles arrive on Love Island. When they leave, there'll be four couples. Seriously? But who will be with whom? I haven't figured that yet. Starring Adrian Barbeau, the career girl, Mary Louise Weller, the model, Janice Page, the matchmaker, and Bill Daly, a minister looking for a mate. You devil, you. Don't miss the excitement Friday on NBC. Good afternoon, passengers. This is your captain speaking. I'd like to welcome everyone aboard this podcast. We are currently cruising at an altitude of 35,000 feet and airspeed of 450 miles per hour. Weather is clear and sunny with a high at 75 degrees. The cabin crew will be coming around in about 20 minutes to offer you a light snack and beverage. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome aboard Pilot Error. I'm Tom Feeney, writer for Wang's Chop Movie Magazine. You may know me from such podcasts as The Deep Dive Podcast, The Deep Dive Microcast, and Mysteries of the Deep. We are not affiliated with Deep Dive Hot Goat Yoga or Deep Dive Discount Seafood Mart. This is Pilot Error, where we look at TV shows that went belly up before their time. Slot. On this special Valentine's episode, we answer the eternal question, what if you took the worst parts of Fantasy Island and the Love Boat and put them together with just a sprinkling of Bewitched? You get Valentine Magic on Love Island. I am not kidding. Let's dive in. It's early 1980. The Rubik's Cube was about to become a global sensation. The world was about to witness a miracle on ice as the U.S. Olympic hockey team defeated the Soviets at the Winter Olympics in Lake Placid, New York. And the Iranian hostage crisis entered its second year. Network television at the time was in a massive creative slump. Cable TV was beginning to make inroads into American households with the promise of uncut theatrical movies with no commercials. Meanwhile, the three networks were faced with aging 70s sitcoms and lowbrow fare like BJ and the Bear and the Dukes of Hazard. NBC seemed like the network suffering the most from these doldrums. A lack of quality programming drove the Peacock Network's ratings into the number three spot behind CBS and ABC. Everything NBC threw at audiences seemed to be thrown back like a fisherman practicing catch and release. A couple of shows which seemed unsinkable, however, were airing on rival ABC. Life's sweetest reward Let it flow it floats back to you. Love Soon we'll be making another run. The Love Boat, about a cruise ship frequented by B-list celebrities and aging movie stars, 
premiered in 1977 as a series of TV movies and would go on as a regular series until 1986. Also beginning in 77 was Fantasy Island with Ricardo Montalban and Er... Er... Hervé... Uh, that little French guy. Fantasy Island, guests who arrived on the island were granted their quote-unquote fantasies, which were actually thinly-veiled life lessons. Montalban was the mysterious Mr. Rourke, who ran the island with his sidekick tattoo. Like The Love Boat, the show featured various TV and movie personalities either at the very beginning or near the end of their careers. It's also a premise that just won't die. It was a revival series in 1998, a truly terrible horror movie version in 2020, and a reboot on the Fox network that just premiered its second season. Why? All right, well, back to 1980. NBC can't find a hit show. The company is losing money and nearly went bankrupt after losing millions in advertising revenue from the United States boycott of the 1980 Summer Olympic Games in Moscow. Another reason for NBC almost coming off the rails was a 1979 show that many consider to possibly be the worst network television show of all time. On the all-new Super Train, Joyce DeWitt stars as an heiress who stands to lose her money. I'll get your money. All of it. And her life. Oh, boy, are we in trouble. You're not. I am. And is she ever? I want this card sealed off. Super Train, coming at you Saturday on NBC. Super Train, described as, and I'm serious, Love Boat on Land, was a bigger disaster than even Amtrak could conceive. It cost tens of millions of dollars to produce, and it flopped big time. It ranked 69th out of 114 TV shows, the one and only season that it aired. Now, I could go on, but we're going to save the debacle that was Super Train for an episode of its own. Now, desperate to find something that works, NBC executives were willing to try just about anything. And they did. And that's how we got Valentine Magic on Love Island. Floating like a flower in the sea Waiting to be found by you and me Feeding all your needed fantasy Love Island, Love Island Your island of love Not on any map or any chart Only to be found inside your heart There to give the love in you a start Love Island Island, your island of love, sweet papaya, tasty pomegranate, helps you do the things 
the things you think you can Through the voodoo of the island chant Love Island, Love Island Your island of love In the sun your body wants to play Urging you to let it have its way Throw your inhibitions in the quay Love Island, Love Island Your island of love Wow, so not catchy. Like, whatever the opposite of an earworm is. Now, for some inexplicable reason, each main character gets their own little theme song as an introduction sung in a cringeworthy faux Jamaican accent. The first such intro manages to be both casually racist and misogynist at the same time. Lady with the curvy frame Sometimes she play nervy games She needs man her ways to tame Who will be the one? Yeah, it's pretty bad. And, as I said, all eight main characters get a song. Ugh. So you have these single people looking for love or something adjacent to love on this tropical island. The island is run by a woman named Madge. Now, there's a name you don't hear a lot anymore. Madge seems to have magical powers and uses them to help these vacationers find each other. Oh, and by the way, Madge gets her own theme song, too. When reality gets too rough, that's when magic does its stuff. With a snap, a word, a puff. Helping Madge run the island is her nephew, who looks suspiciously like middle child Peter Brady from the Brady Bunch, because it is. There's also Madge's niece, a precocious teenage genius played by Dominique Dunn, who you may remember as the older sister in the original Poltergeist movie. Sadly, Dunn is most remembered as being tragically killed by her ex-boyfriend shortly after Poltergeist was released. Back on Love Island, there are the requisite misunderstandings slapsticky set pieces, smarmy scenarios, sleepwalking actors, and painfully unfunny situations. It's essentially the worst of 70s television wrapped up in one steamy little pile of poo. In fact, in the February 15, 1980 edition of the Los Angeles Times newspaper, a review of Valentine Magic on Long Island called it, quote, a sloppy, derivative, infantile bore. And audiences agreed. In that week's Nielsen TV ratings, the top five shows were Three's Company, Happy Days, and The Winter Olympics on ABC, MASH on CBS, and Little House on the Prairie on NBC. Where did Valentine Magic on Love Island end up? Number 56. That's dead last. Fortunately, NBC's fortunes would soon change. 
At the age of 31, new programming head Brandon Tartikoff would take over and become responsible for a resurgence in ratings with programs like The Cosby Show, yeah, Night Court, Miami Vice, and Family Ties. And if you have some masochistic tendencies and you wish to subject yourself to Valentine Magic on Love Island, it is available for free, thank God, on YouTube as Magic on Love Island, which was the title used when the movie went into syndication because reasons. Just for the sake of completeness here, the current NBC-produced reality show Love Island is in no way connected to Valentine Magic on Love Island. Except that, that they're both really, really bad. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast has just been cleared to land. As we start our descent, please make sure your seat backs and tray tables are in their full upright position. Make sure your seatbelt is securely fastened and all carry-on luggage is stowed underneath the seat in front of you or in the overhead bins. We hope you had a safe and enjoyable listening experience. If you have any comments, go to the Deep Dive Podcast at gmail.com and drop us a line. Any clips used in the podcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on any existing copyrights. And thanks for flying an Automaton Studios production. Floating like a flower in the sea